Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We are Paris, Alana, and Rusty. Friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Welcome back to the show, you guys. Rusty and Elena and I are all three of us here today, and we're just doing one of the highly requested, always looking forward to Q&As. You guys asked, we're answering, unscripted. Here we go. Elena's going to hit us off with the first question. Um, okay, here we go. Okay. First question I'm going to ask you guys. Here, she's wondering, some tips for how to put God in your marriage, like God first in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. That's a really good first question. That is. Uh, what a good foundational place to start. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank absolutely. You. Then all of us. You got it. You got it directed at somebody, Lynn. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Here, I'm like waiting. I was like, hey, somebody answer. <laughs> We're like, who wants to answer it? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, it's a great question. One that I I think is fantastic, and I love that this person even wants to know this because well, that's yeah. huge. Great question. So, Paris, let's hear it from you. All right, what are your so, tips? Yeah, this is really really good. I think just what you said, Alana. Uh, you just acknowledged that she has this desire to put God first. We need to have that desire. I love going through the Psalms and seeing David's desire for the Lord. Um, and I think for me personally, this is somewhere that I always find myself going back to as kind of a first love between me and God is just really reading through the Psalms and first having a desire for God. Um, because I feel so often we want to see God do stuff for us and we lose that first love. Um, so that's very foundational. I believe for all of us as believers is really going back to that first love between us and Christ, whatever that looks like for you, it's going to be very individualistic for me. I just, I really do love going back to the Psalms and seeing how tender and loving God is. I just feel like the Psalms really epitomize that also how just and it, like his righteous anger and all this, the character of God is something that I love to just be in the presence of. So I would suggest that really study, get to know who God is. Uh, I think that is very foundational, who God is over what he can do for us, because we can often lose sight of that. So getting back to who God is. Yeah. I think that's good. And I think it can be tricky too, because you get married and you each have your own sorts of like what quiet time looks like for you, what reading your Bible looks like, how you process scripture, how you worship. There's so many different Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. that like once you Mm -hmm. actually come together as a married couple, you're like, okay, wait. So like how do we do this together? Yeah. And do we do this together? And what does that look like, right? Yeah. And so thinking about it within like a marriage, Mm -hmm. it's like so what does it look like do you think – for a couple who's like newly married and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we want to maybe do this together. We maybe don't like, how do we, how do we navigate that? What would your advice be for someone like that? I remember this actually quite clearly when we got married, which is really funny. Cause this is like nine years ago. <laughs> and I remember us just sitting down and asking each other, we just had to have that conversation. What does this look like for us? What do we think mm-hmm. is really going to bring value to us? as a couple, spending time as a couple before the Lord. Um, And so have that conversation for sure. You can never replace 
spending time in prayer together as a couple, that is just very, very, very precious. I mean, I treasure that. I treasure that every day when Neil prays with me. I love it so, so much. Um, yeah. So praying together, warring together, being present spiritually together, that is such a big deal. Um, a lot of couples, Neil and I love listening to sermons together. So we'll do that. And then we'll have a discussion. Uh, we really, really love that. I mean, there's also so many devotionals out there that you can study as individuals, bring them together, study as a couple, read your scriptures together, um, journal together. Like you can have prayer journals together and just bring things together at the end of the week and like matching things up. There's just so many varieties of what works best for you guys. But again, I mean, you need to have a conversation and be like, what? What is this going to look like for the both of us? What's going to work for the both of us? Neil is not a journaler. I love to journal and I write prayers out to the Lord. Um, so that's something we yeah. just, I do that individually. <laughs> yeah. Because that yeah. just works for us. But my goodness, like we really do enjoy listening to scriptures or sorry, listening to sermons, discussing them together, praying together. That's always been a big deal. Writing scriptures out for each other or prayers out for each other to give each other to is something that's really, really precious. That's actually mm. very, very intimate. Uh, thing yeah. that you can do as a couple. And I really, really love that too. Yeah. You saying that reminds me of our, um, our ebook, our prayers for your wife. So that's one mm -hmm. thing. So if you're a wife listening and you're like, well, I don't even know what my husband prays for me. Does he pray for me? Does he know how to pray for me? Yeah. Um, if you check out that resource, um, it's going to be really helpful for you, for your husband to then like mm -hmm. see specifically like, as women, we wrote it, right? So we kind of know yeah. what we want to hear, like what we want our husbands to be praying um, over us. And so if you check that out, I will, I'll link it in the show notes um, so you guys can check it out because it's really worthwhile. And it's going to be on sale soon mm -hmm. um, for our Father's Day Father's Day sale. So yeah, um, it yeah, is quite really an immaculate resource. It is a very good mm -hmm. starting place for anybody feeling quite lost, honestly. Yeah. It's very, very good. Okay. Here's a really, really good one that I feel is relatable across the board for all women. How do you clear out your brain and prep the headspace for intimacy? Uh, amen, amen, amen. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think that just being really honest with yourself and saying, okay, if I'm going to prioritize making sure that I can not only be responsive to my husband and to the fact that we want to be intimate, mm -hmm. but also that I want to maybe be in the headspace where I can initiate, where I mm -hmm. can not just be like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Let's go have sex. But where I'm like, yeah, let's go have sex. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're there, into is, it, right? there is a huge difference between the yeah. two, between like relenting and saying, yeah, okay. And then between being like, I'm totally down for that. Yeah, let's go. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it is a hundred percent about just making the conscious choice to clear out some of that headspace to say, okay, of course I've got things to worry about. Of course I can be stressed that the dishes need to be done. I'm two loads behind on laundry. I've got the kids who need this from me. <laughs> I've got this project upcoming for work, all these things. Like we all have those things, right? Yeah. yeah. But our husband deserves to be made sure that he knows that he is also a priority of ours and that yeah. he is wanted as well. Because we, I mean, we hear lots of times about how, you know, sometimes whenever my wife is just says, okay, and gives in to me, but doesn't 
it's not like she wants it. It's only that I feel like she's just doing it to be like, okay, whatever, get off my back. And Mm -hmm. that's so sad. We don't want it to be like that. No. No. And so, you know, we talk about this all the time. Get your head in the game early in the day. And if this means so much forethought that you think, okay, well, at night I am too tired. I'm too exhausted. I'm too touched out. We need to prioritize being intimate in the morning or right whenever we get home from work before Mm -hmm. that exhaustion sets in. So Mm -hmm. take a step back and look at the grand scheme of things and decide what actions you need to put into place so that you can, in your mind, be ready to be physically intimate with your husband and be excited about it. That's what I have to say. Just just really be honest and take a look and evaluate what you need to clear out or what you need to be able to say, okay, I'm not going to think about the house. I'm not going to think about work. I'm not going to think about stress or whatever. I'm going to be excited about my husband's arms being around me tonight. I'm going to be excited that I get to make out with him. I'm going to be excited to feel his body up against mine. I'm, I'm excited Mm -hmm. to feel close and connected with him because I need that unity and that connection with him. I think those are all really good, really good places to start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, that leads into another question we were asked is how to keep your mind focused during intimacy. Um, Honestly, everything that you just said, Rusty, if we are putting ourselves in a a heart and a mind posture throughout the day to really make that sacred space to be intimate with your husband that night, uh, Personally, on my behalf, then I don't have a wandering mind. <laughs> right. When I right. when I've done that beforehand, I am completely saturated with him and with those moments. Um, right. So I think that is a really really big deal. Um, really, honestly, though, like everything you also said, Rusty, the more we are really connecting with ourselves sexually, and we're spending time getting to know ourselves sexually the easier it's going to become for us to just be very present in that energy, you know, and in that, in those moments with our husband, because so much of what we talk about in this podcast is how the world has completely distorted sexuality. And a lot of us don't know how to even identify with that portion of us. And it is innately human. God has made us to be sexual beings. Um, So it all comes down to that. Like it really does come down to like really, reconnecting with yourself on a sexual level too, which is really important to pour into yourself like that. Really spend time praying over yourself, asking God to reveal things to you and to grow you in this area. Um, Because if we are detached from our sexuality, the entire mind game around preparing for intimacy or keeping your mind focused while being intimate with your husband is going to be so much harder, like so, so much harder. That's a hundred percent true. And I love that because like giving yourself permission to feel yeah. sexual is how you get yeah. in the headspace. Like absolutely. Like thinking to yourself, man, like he is going to love being with my body tonight. Whether mm-hmm. you love your body fully or not, like man, our bodies feel good when they come together. And yes. that's okay. Like yeah, get excited about that. And mm-hmm. and thank God that you are a sexual being. Thank God that you can enjoy pleasure and excitement with your husband regarding your sexuality. Yes. That is Uh so, so good. I love that. Yeah. Fantastic. 
Something too is just to really, to help put your mind into it, is just to like try and envision what's actually happening. So whether you even need to like put a mirror up somewhere so you can physically see what's happening, but like mm. I feel like that would help you to like to get your mind in it. You're not going to think about the grocery list when you're like thinking about <laughs> like looking at what's actually going yeah. on. I yeah. think that's another huge way to like oh keep gosh. your mind into it. And I feel like Josh would be so like if I pulled out a mirror and if I was like, hold on a sec, babe, let me go grab a mirror. He'd be like, oh my gosh, oh. <laughs> this is hot. Be- what just happened? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is going right? on? <laughs> he would, oh yeah, oh yeah. blow his mind. <laughs> but you know, that leads into another thing, <laughs> just like, oh, this and this and this. Adding Perfect. new things, new, new forms of excitement within like your sacred intimacy is a huge deal. You know, maybe yeah. it's hard to get excited because it's the same thing all the time. Don't be mm-hmm. afraid to explore. You know, that's an important conversation to have with your spouse too. Like, how do you, how would you feel if we did this? What about adding in this new position? What if we tried this? You know, that's huge deal to keep it amping up, to keep learning and growing and experiencing together. That is, that is very hot. Just like you said, Rusty, it is. <laughs> yes. And it's, there's so many easy ways to do that. And I'm going to share this. I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm going to share this. And that is that we recently ordered mentionables and Mm -hmm. it was my first time and guys i am postpartum i am not back to my pre-pregnancy body yet and i was really really hesitant to buy lingerie but it has been years since i have pulled out Mm -hmm. a beautiful piece of lingerie and surprised Mm -hmm. my husband and I was like, okay. And Josh asked me, he was like, didn't you buy some lingerie the other, like a while back? And I was like, yeah. He's keeping you accountable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was like, where is it? Why haven't I seen it? And I was like, oh, it's in the drawer. I was like, I was thinking maybe vacation, I'd pull it out, you know? And he was like, why wait? And so I was just like, okay. And I cannot even begin to tell you how much that upped my confidence to feel beautiful in something and to see his reaction and to see him think, wow, like that's my wife. She is beautiful. Whenever I am still not feeling a hundred percent confident in my skin, but my goodness that, you know, best 40 bucks I've spent on myself (laughs) in a long time. And it was a gift to me because I felt really good. And it was a gift to him because he was like, whoa, pop mama, that's my wife. And it's really good to remind yourself that you can still be sexy when you're Mm -hmm. postpartum, when you're getting up there in age where you're not feeling like you're your best right yet, or you're working Mm -hmm. on yourself. Like, yeah, invest in yourself, invest in what it takes to feel beautiful. No, that's super good. All right. And so that brings us quite beautifully into my next question. And I am going to gear this towards Alana because she's right there in the throes of this with me. And that is (laughs) (laughs) how do you prioritize? How do you come to grips with and adjust to what intimacy looks like whenever you are new, a new parent? Yeah, this one is, that's a good question. It's a tricky question because it's one that (laughs) like you can have all these good intentions, but then you get into it and you're like, oh, wait a second. Like, how are we going to try and make this work? How are we going to be awake enough to make this happen or Mm -hmm. like find time? (laughs) And so totally valid. And I think it just, a part of it is 
you have to understand that your intimacy might look different for a while. Um, yeah. Sex might not be like it used to be in the sense that, okay, maybe now you're trying to be quieter. You're trying to be quicker. <laughs> you're trying to, you know, get it done within, okay, wait, we got this much time, like nap time's happening. Yeah. Having grace for yourselves to know that mm-hmm. this is just a season. And while it is difficult, it does get easier. It does get better. Um, having conversations, I think, is where it really needs to start. Have these conversations, whether yes. it's like the first time you're going to be having intimacy since having your baby, yeah. and you're like, okay, I'm a little bit scared. I don't know what it even looks like down there. It's been a battle zone. Like, we just need to go slow. We need to have lots of lube. We have to mm-hmm. be really patient. And if it doesn't happen today, let's try again another day, right? You know, yeah. those conversations. But still, I think having those conversations, whether it's that, whether it's other things in life where you're like, hey, like we need to try and prioritize this. How can we make this work? How can we fit this around our schedule? Like even you were saying earlier, Rusty, like whether it's like waking up earlier in the morning so you're not like so yeah. exhausted by the time it's evening or like you're trying to like schedule it in between like your baby's napping. It's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. my husband doesn't even work from home. Like how can I make that happen? So mm-hmm. I think um, being intentional about scheduling sex if you need to, like making mm-hmm. it like – loosely scheduled. So you're like, okay, maybe this time, this place, we're just going to try and make it happen. We know maybe we'll be napping. We just have to make it happen because as a new parent, there's a million things you need to do and want to do and try to do. So you're like, okay, well now that my baby's sleeping, well, I want to go have a shower. I want to have a nap. I want to pick up all the toys. I want to make dinner. Like why on earth do I want to have sex right now when I have all these other things to do? But like we said, your husband still needs to know that he's a priority to you, even though you have this list of other things that are also important and still need to happen. But if intimacy is not being prioritized, your relationship will feel it. And so I think being on top of, of that will be really helpful. Yeah. Another thing too is to have conversations about like, okay, hey, maybe my body's not quite where it was yet. Um, can we have the lights off for the next little bit? Or, you know, Can you just tell me, remind me again, like all the things you love about my body? Um, Like, can Mm -hmm. we just talk about how things are different and how things are changing? Like, I I just, Mm -hmm. I really think having just open conversations about um, seeing where there's lack and like what sort of things, okay, maybe I'm, I'm feeling touched out. Let's give me some space first and then I'll be in the mood for this. Or, you know what, I'm, I'm just not feeling connected emotionally can we just have some conversation can we go like play some games and can we just up our emotional connection before we mm-hmm. are intimate because you know I've been feeling distant or um, my mind's on baby can we just do something to feel like mm-hmm. husband and wife again right. and maybe mm-hmm. that means yeah. you know going for dates and getting out going outside together just even like sitting on your front lawn being like okay what do you remember from our wedding day what was your favorite part of our wedding night mm-hmm. like what yeah. was one of your like best times of intimacy with me that like sticks out most in your brain. Like, I don't know, just doing things where you're just really upping your connection to get in that zone because I get it. It's really difficult when you've got a baby on your hip to be like, oh yeah, right. I also have a husband in my bedroom. So how am I going (laughs) to make this work? But I think just a bunch of little steps can be helpful. That's so good. That answers the question. You have to be like, I love that you talked about having those conversations and it's okay to be honest and say, man, 
I just mm-hmm. I don't feel like myself. I don't even feel like your wife anymore. All I feel like is mom because I've got a baby I'm constantly feeding yeah. or nursing or yep. changing. And, you know, let him know that. Like, and, and yes. also, you know, babe, I need to tell you this, like going into this and rediscovering what sex is going to look like postpartum, it's not going to look the same as what it looked like just a few weeks ago. And we're going to have to be easy and gentle yeah. all over again. Like, it's like the first time all over again. And there needs to be those really yeah. grace-filled conversations. And don't be afraid to step up and have those conversations, ladies, because that's going to lighten that burden for you if you know that your husband understands where you're coming from, what you're going through. And also, yeah, yeah. just never underestimate the power of a long shower <laughs> to wash off the day, to wash off the spit mm. up. And to, you know, feel like yourself again to come back and be like, oh, I've had a minute without a baby yeah. in arms and I feel good. I feel clean. I feel like myself. And yeah, just I think it is very much just that grace to know that it's probably not going to look the exact same as it did, but that you will get back to that place. You will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think... Um... I want to propose a question here. So often we hear low drive, high drive. There's a low drive spouse. There's a high drive spouse. Um, And I have a hard time with this. And I've been sitting on this quite a lot lately. And I'm having a hard time with this because it does have a little bit of a negative connotation to it. You know, if Mm -hmm. I'm referring to my spouse as, yeah, that's the low drive spouse. Yeah. Are you boosting their sexual confidence? Right. You're not. Mm. Um, so I think instead, obviously, medically, there's absolutely a time and a place for someone who seriously does have issues with their sex drive. Okay. I am not negating that. We're not going to get fully into that. But what I want to propose is thinking about it as just sexual differences. We're just sexually different. Okay. Right. Everybody, just like we have different personalities, we have different sexual personalities. We're all so unique. So maybe... One spouse just like they crave being intimate with their spouse every other day. And the other is good with once a week. Their, their sex drive is not as oomphed up and that's who they are. They're maybe the more steady. They're maybe bringing a lot more of the peace and the calming in the relationship. So I think it's really important for us to take a step back and see what kind of energy we're kind of throwing on our spouse actually. Are we aiding in this quote unquote low sex drive of theirs? Or are we stepping up and trying to find some kind of equality and unity within our sexual relationship so that both parties feel fulfilled, they feel tended to, they feel loved, they feel desired, they feel pursued and also respected. I think that's a really big thought I wanna leave with you guys. Something I've been praying about and thinking about quite a bit lately. And I think we should probably address this as a full episode yet, but I think that's a big deal. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I just think so much about like humility and just, you know, pride has no place in us as believers. And if Mm. we are coming from a place where we are, and I also think about just the scripture whenever it describes love in 1 Corinthians 13, and it says, love does not demand its own way. And Mm -hmm. so if you are the high drive and if you are saying, well, I want sex two times a day and your spouse is sitting there looking at you with wide eyes, like what, 
what? Like physically, yeah. I don't even know if I can you know, recuperate from that. Needs, yeah. Yeah. And then you've got shame compounded on you and guilt. Why can I live up to his Amen. or her demands or desires and all these things? And it's just like we need to be operating from a place of humility and service mm-hmm. where we are constantly looking mm-hmm. at our spouse and saying, I want our intimacy to be a safe place where we focus on connection and love and how we can make yeah. each other feel loved and not about, mm-hmm. hey, I need X, Y, Z this many times a day because that is not yeah. a marriage um, a depiction of what marital intimacy should look like in my eyes. It should Absolutely. be humility and grace for one another. Yeah. What do you Absolutely. No, like I just, I think you hit the nail on the head there where it should be all about coming from a posture of love mm-hmm. and service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if from both parties, I think there needs yeah. to be that. Like, and so if you have sexual differences with your spouse, having, again, I feel like I'm always this person, but having these conversations <laughs> where you're talking about it and you're like, hey, what are your expectations? Like maybe you don't even know and you just have these assumptions that your spouse, you know, wants it so and so many times or you will just assume you don't want it or something. Like I think to sit down and talk about it and be like, hey, yes. how can we still, even if maybe I'm not up for it this many times, how can we be building connection in other ways? Yes. How can we yes. be intimate in other ways when even, you know, intercourse isn't an option or when I'm just feeling extremely touched out, tired out, sick, whatever it would be, right? There's other things that go on in people's lives to make it unavailable. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. making a plan, being like, okay, how is this, how can we use this to grow our relationship and spur us on instead of yeah. using it as a way to derail us and make us feel like we're not a team because we're on different yeah. levels maybe, right? When there's just yeah. differences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's huge. I think like all in all, all of that encompassed, those conversations need to be had and really sit down, you know, as an individual and as a couple and think, okay, what is my what is my, what are my intentions? You know, when we are coming together, what are my intentions? Are the intentions that are to bless our marriage? You know, our being the keyword. Um, yeah. You know, what are my focuses? Where, where am I being selfish in our marital bed? We need to ask ourselves these questions. It's so important. Um, mm. But really keeping focus on, we are all sexually so different. We bring such unique aspects to the table and it's important to respect your spouse in that and have those conversations 100 percent. yeah no i think that's really great and you questions for yourself like even me thinking to myself i'm like hmm how often do i want sex in a week like yes i've never even thought like i mean i i probably have thought that before but i not recently to be like oh no like i probably want to be intentional to like initiate so we have sex so and so many times like i think it's just Mm -hmm. a good refresher to even for yourself look at yourself and be like oh i should maybe think about this hey friends thank you so much for hanging with us today as we dive deeper into meaningful godly intimacy tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it we're also on instagram you can find our handle in the show notes alongside any resource links we mentioned in the show As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. We are so honored to walk this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.